Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast for favorite games from the Game Pass Collection, bringing you three unique perspectives from varying skill range. I am the Jane Shepherd of this episode. Andrew, with me, our mass defect, aka Corentus Shepherd, aka Keith. Hey, Shepherd. Hey, Shepherd. But with us, our mass defect, aka Tulip Shepherd, aka Liz. Hey, Shepherd. Hey, Shepherd. <laughs> And this week, we had a listener pick, so thank you so very much, Ron, for have, suggesting that we play one of my all-time favorite games, Mass Effect, by Bioware Studios. Mass Effect is a third-person action RPG where you are playing either Jack or Jane Shepard, who is the first human specter, which is a special agent for the Citadel, and you are trying to uncover the mystery as to why this rogue specter named Saren is out to get the humans. Going around... I mean, I guess I'll start because people can already guess. This is a definite game for me. If you have not played Mass Effect, you need to do that right now. What are you doing with your lives? It's, <laughs> it is so fantastic. It's, the, the story is just so well written. The combat for the first one, I will say, it, it's a little dated. This is an original Xbox game. But overall, though, for the Legendary Edition, like they've done some improvements on it. Mass Effect is just a fantastic game. I've already gotten so many people into this game. So if you have not played Mass Effect... I don't know what you're doing with your life, but you need to play it right now. So I think it's going to come weird because I, I didn't complain about Skyrim, but it, Skyrim wasn't really much of a game for me. And here we are playing another, not lengthy, but sizable RPG. And, and it's a game for me. There's not issues, but things here and there that I was like, eh, I don't love this, or I don't know. I, I wasn't in love with it on Android level by any means, but it's a game and I assume we're probably going to do more of it. So I'm, I'm ready for that too. You bet your sweet patootie we are. I feel like anyone who's been playing for a long time is going to know this is right up my alley. I love games like this. They're great. The looting, the shooting. And I was, at first I didn't want to play video games this week. And well, actually we played this game for two weeks. So when I started out, I was like, ugh, two weeks of a game. But it ended up being a game that I loved. So, uh, I honestly, me. I feel like you like you didn't just love this game. I felt like this is actually probably one of your favorite games too. I'm on my second playthrough, and I've been mostly focusing on side missions, and I'm already like over halfway done. And because I mean, you get to have different choices and stuff. And I mean, I'm kind of playing almost the same way that I did the first time. I'm changing things a little bit. I just have trouble being rude to people who aren't being rude to me. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to go like renegade this time. And I was just like, oh, I feel rude. I can't say that. So, <laughs> But I'm just trying to make better decisions this time around. But yeah, definitely a game for me. And I'm really excited for the other ones because you said they keep going uphill, right? Yeah. So getting into the story, Mass Effect is a 10 out of 10 for story. It is, it is so well written. If you're not a sci-fi person, you may... Actually, no, I think you'll still fully enjoy this story. So the story Mass Effect is humanity is kind of the last species in this galaxy to kind of make their place into the space race. Humanity finds this ancient technology on Mars that excels their technology level through space travel by hundreds of years. And this is known as the Mass Effect. Then they discovered these relays that let you fast travel throughout the galaxies and go to different parts of the Milky Way. And then eventually they stumble upon the other alien races that are in the Citadel. And the Citadel is kind of this big governing seat of all different hierarchies of aliens. 
So long story short, humanity is new to this galactic entity of different council members. And so you're trying to prove yourself. And you as a new alliance, well, not new, you are, you're playing a character where you get to pick your kind of backstory of, you know, where you came from, are you from Earth, are you from space, yada, yada, which plays out in the story. You are sent on a mission to go to a human colony that is being attacked randomly, and you're trying to figure out, they were digging up this artifact, you got to figure out, you know, what's the significance of this artifact, and why is the outer colony here being attacked? You uncover that there is a rogue agent whose name is Saren, who just hates humanity, and you got to figure out why. But as Liz said, what's really great about this story, there's a lot of twists and turns, but I didn't feel like they were, like, I felt like the twists and turns were always kind of hinted at. And when you start putting the pieces together, it just, it hits you in such great moments. And the choices you make, whether you're going good or bad, which this game has a morality system in, it plays out between Mass Effect 2 and Mass Effect 3. So it really has, this game has this really cool replayability as to what you're doing and stuff. I don't know about you guys, but I to me, Mass Effect Story is a 10 out of 10. I actually read one of the books, too. I read the really? prequel book, which explains how Captain Anderson and Saren were like a buddy cop duo and how, um, I thought how Captain Anderson didn't became trust him from the get-go. He didn't. And so that's what you kind of read in the book. But Saren was appointed as kind of like Captain Anderson's like mentor. And so Captain Anderson becomes the Spectre. And the whole story is about them and why Captain Anderson... like hated Saren and like kind of figured out there was something up with them. It's a really good book. It was uh, Mass Effect Ascension from what I remember. See, I want to read it now. But going back to what you said about like when you're first picking your character, it's really interesting because you have your pre-service history and your psych profile and it's all about what you've been through and the dialogue actually comes back to that later on no matter what you pick. And then your specialization. And going through my second playthrough, I love that I'm being more proficient in other areas. So I'm I'm fighting differently. I'm playing differently. And what you were saying earlier as well about like the choices that you make, they <laughs> they affected me more than I thought I would. Than I thought I would. Like so, you know, there's like smaller decisions and then there's the big ones. So like for instance, there's a side mission and this woman is suicidal. And based on this is when (laughs) I know because this is when I didn't really understand. So I was like heavy in charm and I didn't understand like I had to do the blue to like do positive and she killed herself. And this is before I realized that the autosave sucks and I could just, you know, quit out and go back. And so I'm playing the second playthrough. I'm like, I'm going to make sure I do this one right. But it's also like you can save and I I love because I didn't want his character to die. Be careful, Swilas. Okay. I'll probably delete that. Well, okay. First of all, this or, game or, or, is... Or bleep it out. First of all, this game is super old. But anyways... It is. But if you haven't played this, this is an experience. Okay. Let me... Let me no, no. I'll it. just bleep out the guy's name. I was just gonna, and then there's also... You can get people to turn themselves in if you are good at intimidate or charm. Or I think sometimes it's one or the other because I really struggled with that. And then the big decision at the end. And then there's also a decision where you have to save one of the characters. And I, I wanted to send somebody to their death because they suck. <laughs> and I've didn't realize I was doing the opposite of what I wanted. And there's also romance. Like there's so much of the story that you can really get into. And also, I know I'm saying also a lot. I'm sorry, but <laughs> you were into this game. There's racism in this game too. Yeah. And one thing that bothered me is that like, so I went online like Googling it cause there was this particular quote that I wanted to find. And I mean, everyone who's played this game, I feel like talks about Ashley and her racism 
And I think it's so funny when people try to like say like, no, she's not racist. There was this dialogue where she said, and this is paraphrasing, but if you were about to be attacked by a bear, you would stick your dog on the bear to save your life. It's not that you don't love the dog, but they're not human. And she was saying that in reference to aliens. Yeah. And it's like, to why alien the heck are you at the Citadel right now? Go back to your your home planet if you don't like aliens. But there's also like things said between like the Turians and the Krogans. It's not just her. But I was just like, if you don't like other species, go away. Like you don't have to be here. So there were a lot of things like that I just found really interesting. I don't know. I thought overall everyone kind of hated every other species. They were all kind of like, well, we're the best one, and no one else is as good as us. We did this thing, and we did that thing. Nobody appreciates us. Yeah. Okay, but, but if you take I'm not, no, I'm not defending her. Say, I'm, not, like, I'm not defending oh, no. her. I'm just saying in <laughs> no, general. No, I'm just saying, like, if you look at that quote, and you put, instead of, like, aliens, if you put, like, a different color of skin or a different gender or a different sexual orientation, yes. you're going to be raked through the coals. Yes, and, and you so, should be. That's yes, awful exactly. to say. But what I'm saying is, like, I don't think anybody said anything as bad as that. And that's just the dialogue that I've seen. Because obviously your choices kind of dictate. But, like, the the other, like, ra- like kind of racist thing was, like, when Garrus was talking to Rex about his kind of view on Krogan's. And it was not nearly as bad as that. No. Like, that was, like, the worst I've seen. But that's why I'm just, like, I think it's so funny when people are like, Ashley isn't racist. And I'm just like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I, but I, to that point, I still think... They all kind of suck. I mean, there's that point with the Rachni and, and Rex, and he's just like, oh, just kill them all because they suck because I hate them because we fought them and just kill them all now. So I don't know. Which is funny because of the genophage, like you would think that he'd be more sympathetic about, you know, wiping out an entire species, but... He doesn't seem <laughs> to care. But I, all I'm saying is everyone kind of sucks. That's my point. Now, yes, that is a terrible line. It was a terrible, horrible line. But honestly, there's a lot of bad dialogue in this game. Not, and, and, and it's weird because it's a very small percentage of it because there's a lot of dialogue. And I'm not even saying that negatively, but there's a ton of dialogue in this game. So you're bound yeah. to get some of it. But yeah, there's there's definitely bits and pieces that just, whether it made me laugh or that's a weird thing to say. It's kind of crazy to think about the amount of dialogue because if you think about it, every voice actor for all of your crewmates like had to record as if you were going to choose them the entire game because you never know like what crewmates you're taking on a mission. So like you know they had to like pre-record a bunch of dialogue and it's impressive. I do agree, Keith. Some of the, some of the like responses your crewmates say are a little cringy, but to me it's like very very minor. I just think the overall story is so fantastic. Like, I love this writing of this racism that's kind of in it because, like, you generally don't see that too often in a game. Like, you'll hear, like, maybe one character or something like that, but it's generally, like, Keith, you make a great point of, like, every species thinks, you know, they're the best species. And to me, that's very real and organic. Like, if this was kind of a real world of you being in a galactic empire kind of thing like this, like, everyone's going to always kind of look out for your own species. And it makes sense when they explain a lot of these past histories and conflicts these species had. It's like the humans and the Turians were at war with each other like 15, 20 years ago before this game. So like they just recently got out of war with them. But I jumped to conclusions because for me, like humans are awful when they discover new things, <laughs> new places, yeah. we, new we don't have a great track record. And so for me, like I immediately was just like, the humans probably did something. But Andrew like looked up the 
um, the history of it. And I guess the Turians are the bad guys. But still, like, I can understand if you know, like, anything about human history as an alien, I wouldn't trust humans either. But maybe they're like that too. I mean, I don't know. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, the Quarians are exiled because they created a sentient AI and the AI basically turned against them. It's like, have they not watched the Matrix? Like, come on. That's true. And the Reapers. I mean, oh, yeah, I never even got to the Reapers. Spoiler. You don't want to say that. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I, I didn't get that. I don't think I did, at least. I don't know. But Keith, since you obviously are the person who hates story, did Mass Effect do anything for you? I didn't get overly engrossed in it. I I did do a lot of scanning, the, like the dialogue. I didn't necessarily listen to all of it, but I would kind of quick read it and then skip, quick read and skip through it. So I was trying to keep a general idea of what was going on. I think what I found interesting was kind of the politics of all of the different races and, you know, this, this one was at war with this one, this one actually fought to defend this one as far as you know, the Krogan, Turian, the humans and all that stuff. So I think in some ways that kind of kept me interested. I don't know. It's probably not the first game to have ever done that. So I don't know why this one in particular drew me in, but I actually didn't overly hate it, but I, I certainly wasn't like drawn in and like engaged with everybody in there. I kind of just, like I said, I thought everyone was kind of a jerk. Like, it, like really? Liz, well, it's weird because, so Liz, you talked about it, and I and I think I largely did the same. I, I made a lot of quote-unquote paragon choices. Uh, I, I don't know. I always have a hard time making hard, like, wrong choices in games. There's generally no consequence because, you know, real life, not video game and all of that. But I'm just like, oh, I don't know. We're going to try and do this. And like we talked about in Skyrim, like, well, what if I meet this person? What if I do something? They die, and then I can't, you know, shop at their store later. So pretty much always keeping people. But, man, there are so many people. I was like, I don't know. I have, like, three <laughs> options of, like, who I could choose to die here, or who gets turned in, who gets what. I'm like, can I just complete all of these and you all suck? I don't know. That was that's kind of my general thing, and, and not even because of bad writing, just because they were just all garbage characters. Like your squad mates? Yeah, squad mates. Just generally, like, uh, was it on Novaria? I think. Yeah, where you're trying to get the pass, and you can help the smuggler. You can help the the leader of the the planet, or you can help the guy with his office. And I'm just like, I don't know. You seem like you're all lying about something, and nobody's really up to any good. So nobody's really doing a good thing here. I'm just bad in all situations. See, that was like my least like. So for me, there was a lot of people that were doing awful things, and so I'd have options to kill them. Or sometimes, like my charm wouldn't be high enough. Like I went to another planet before that one, and I would just automatically kill them. But there are some people I was just like, no, you you deserve to die. You're you're killing like a ton of people. I'm, I'm not going to be sad if you go. So how did you guys play? Uh, Paragon was the good side. Renegade is the bad side. What were you guys trying to aim for? Largely Paragon, as I said. I, I mean, I had a few Renegade choices here and there, but it was even, I think, like some of the worst ones I did, it was like on like some of the Rachni fights where I was like, yeah, I'm going to kick the crap out of some tiny spiders for you. And they were like, ooh, <laughs> you're a tough guy. Also, I kind of... I think annihilated just about every card in that base. Sorry. They, I don't know. I did something. I tripped an alarm. Bad thing. Everything started shooting at me. And yeah, I just you shot hacked back. the door that you weren't <laughs> supposed to go in. 
Yeah, I, I, I did said, that once and I reload my save because I was like, whoops. <laughs> I almost did. Then I'm like, you know what? At this point, I like I know there's consequences, but I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't really care. I'm just gonna get through this. And um, yeah, everything's shooting at me because the first time I did it, I got annihilated by the turret that was I don't know pointing at my head when I hacked the door. And so the second <laughs> time, I came prepared, hid behind my squad mates, and let them take the fire. Then I killed the turret. <laughs> the first time that I used Renegade, I hit the Renegade option twice and I killed somebody and I was like, oh crap. But then I went back and I did Paragon and I still killed him. But I didn't know that for the longest time until I obviously went back and played the game again. But for me, I did a lot of Paragon. So I mostly try to do Renegade because Renegade to me, it is a lot of fun. And I also love the dialogue your character has when you're going Renegade. But that being said, there's some choices this game gives you that, like, I know it's a video game, but every ounce like, of, like, humanity in my body is like, you cannot pick this. This is so awful. I'm like, am I going to commit mass genocide for story's sake? I'm just like, I cannot convince myself to do it. Because even, too, my, the thing that always really kind of got me, I felt like Liz here. My squad mates are saying things like, you can't do that. That's you, that, That'll be awful. And I'm like, I don't want to let my squad down. I don't want them to see me being a monster. So I'm like, hey, fine. I'll let this person live. Well, what Keith was saying earlier about like skipping through dialogue, I would accidentally like I would skip through and then they would hit the next selection, even though I didn't hit it twice. And so thank goodness the autosave sucked. I kind of went back and forth with that where I was like, I hate this autosave. Thank goodness for this autosave. Like it was back and forth. And so for me, like I would actually like go back pretty far to like fix things. But yeah, I would accidentally do like bad stuff sometimes and feel guilty. And like if Ashley was telling me like that wasn't the way to do it, I'm like, whoa. If Ashley said that I did it the wrong way, I gotta go back. Yeah, but by that same logic, you could be like, oh, I'm going to actually help this other alien species and she'd tell you that's wrong. So are you going to are you gonna doubt Ashley then? Uh, uh, Ashley the racist? I will doubt Ashley always. I will doubt well, her just, always. No, you I just said if she out. said what you're doing was wrong, you would listen. So if Ashley the racist is telling you that something is she wrong... She has a different motive. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I'm just saying maybe she has another motive, you know? I just, I don't trust her. So and she's I found a warm-hearted stuff From the other movies, I mean, from the <laughs> other, <laughs> I found stuff from the other games about her too. And I'm just like, I just don't like her. She's just not nice all around. Are uh, you getting spoilers? No, because I haven't played the games. I was looking up, I was trying, like I said earlier, I was trying to find that one dialogue section and I found this like Reddit thread. And like I said, people were trying to defend her. And other people were like, are you serious? Here's like 50 receipts. And so <laughs> I also wanted to point out too that, I don't, I don't, Keith, I don't know if you noticed it, but like um, with the elevator scenes, it would go through, because I know like you like skipped a lot, but it would go through like previous things that you had done, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, it was like, a news broadcast. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. But, some, but if you like, you can skip it at a certain point. I guess it depends how like fast your Xbox is. But also there were times where like the two people that you were with would also converse mm-hmm. and I would accidentally skip it. Crap, I really wanted to hear what they were saying to each other. Yeah, since this was an original Xbox game, those elevator scenes are like infamous to how annoying they were. <laughs> oh, really? They were, they were like too long. Because, I mean, the original Xbox, you know, obviously is an old system, and this is a relatively advanced game. Those were like 30 to 45 second elevator rides. And 
you know, being on the Citadel, like you're traveling through a lot of these different sectors. So you're going on a lot of elevator rides. And so like, those are pretty bad. And so that's at least what the developers did was have like dialogue and stuff to make them at least kind of interesting. But with new consoles and new game, like, yeah, as Liz said, they're, they're a lot quicker, but you, I don't know if you noticed, you would actually get some side quests from listening to the radio too. I didn't no, notice I that. No, I didn't notice that. Which yeah. I was actually going to bring up um, because you were talking about annoyances, the side missions with the Mako. I wanted to bring up that I, so you go travel different planets and stuff. The side missions were sometimes like kind of boring. Honestly, the side missions are awful. I mean, the, the side <laughs> missions at the Citadel were interesting, but I'd get yeah. them and then they'd bring me to another planet and it was all, I mean, even though they looked a little different, they were all the same. Yeah. You had these awful hilly bits and... Then you would just like fight people and then you go back and it was just, I don't know. Yeah. The side quest stories weren't that good. They're sad sometimes. And then you go back and deliver news and there was a twist and you're just like, oh, I felt like there were so many little side things that just made me feel really sad. The suicidal woman, the woman whose sister, the, the ransom one. That suicidal woman one, like when you failed it. You were like shook to the core because I thought I was I was oh I because I was doing the the top one. See, this is when I didn't really understand the rules of it, and I thought I was doing the right thing. And then she killed herself, and I was just like, it did, it did, it bothered me for a couple it's days. It's this very insignificant gonna... side quest mission, and like it. Like... It's honestly the main reason why I'm playing the game again. I'm like, <laughs> I am going to fix this. <laughs> well, save this load the autosave. What? When you load the autosave on that. When you failed it. Because I didn't realize the autosave then. Yeah. It wasn't until later on that I forget what happened, but I exited out and I went so far back and I was like, you have got to be kidding me. Like I could have done that before. And then also, like I said earlier, that there were times where I you died and it brought me back super far and I was like, dang it, autosave. So. Yeah, I was, I was not a fan of the autosave. And I think it's pretty remarkable how much you played this game Oh, yeah. I mean, because, yeah, when you load a save game, it's not like it resets your time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't know. Either way, I, I just, yeah, I never really went back for dialogue because I think, like, I definitely did the same thing you did, Liz, as far as accidentally selecting wrong dialogue choices. But I think at least it would default to, like, the neutral selection. So you weren't doing anything crazy by accidentally doing it. Uh, but, yeah, I. I I don't know. I, I was not going back for, for that, especially because you never knew how far back that Odyssey was going to go if you hadn't recently saved. So I was I was always hesitant on that. Oh, I just remembered because I was just thinking like it's kind of a gamble. And then I was like, oh, wait, there's gambling in this. And I have to ask Andrew, did you gamble? Only when I had to. It sucks. You have to? Yeah, there was there was a mission where you're helping because I, I was being a renegade. He was trying to figure out a way to like hack the system. So I played a little bit of it. It's kind of like, kind of like blackjack, but it's not good. Because also too, all you get is money, and money is not really that important in this game. Well, I I literally was maxed out of money. I had nine 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 dollars, and I was like, see, oh, not doing. Anything I felt like everything was so expensive, and I also I want to point out too that like walking around, if you hear conversations, if you want to do like the side quests and stuff and get more of the achievements, you have to figure out like where it's coming from and then talk to people because there's some people who are just like, oh hey Spectre, but if you hear the conversations, that's usually where the side quests lay, and if you just walk by, you will miss them. And uh, some not of them all are the really time. Interesting. Yeah. No, but yeah, you can miss a lot though because my yeah. second playthrough, I was like, wait, I've never heard this before, and I went and talked to them, and they gave 
gave me a side mission. I was just like, I feel like I missed so much in the first one. So I kind of want to get your guys' opinion on the combat of this game, though. So as I said, this is a third-person action game. You know, you create your character. You can have different classes. You know, you kind of have a class where you can use, you know, you're heavy into abilities, but weaker on the guns. Or you can be really strong into specialties of guns. Or be more of a tech person. So you had these different branches. I wanted to know what classes you guys pick. I know for at least one of them, I picked the Vanguard. And then the other one, I don't remember. But I, I do know that with one of them, I did a lot of pistols. The other one, I specialized in pistols and... Shotguns, um, I think it was. No, sniper. Ah. Uh, because that, that's the one that I'm doing now. And then even the abilities are different. So I can't throw with my new guy, but I can do sabotage. So Yeah, you went me, more tech side. Yeah. So for me, like I definitely stayed mostly with the pistol. I kind of wish I used the shotgun more, but I mostly did for both sides. I did the sniper and the pistols, and I think it worked well for me. But for I, I just love the different play styles, and that's why I just think that... Because we always talk about, like, oh, you can definitely play this game again, but I never played again. And doing this one, um, doing my second playthrough, I'm like, I'm actually really glad that I picked another character because the gameplay is so different. Oh, I was Vanguard. Oh, so you are Vanguard like Liz? Yeah. So I went with the generic soldier because that's kind of like the default. So my character was specialized in just every gun. Because, you know, I just like to keep it simple. I just like to use my allies abilities. Do you remember what the other one I did was? Was it adept or? Yeah, your first one I think was an adept. You were mostly into biotic powers. Okay. So I, I think you were you were a straight up adept. Okay. Um, but it, it's funny. I remember when you first started playing though, in typical this fashion, you always used the sniper rifle. And you were sniping so many crotches. Oh it my god. It was impressive. I like will you, say. If, if, if a person's head was just on their crotch, you would probably be like MLG level pro. It was so it was the same with like so you know those things that like bounce around they're like crawlers and stuff. Oh, they yeah. would get them in the air. I was so bad at shooting them when they weren't in the air. But I would I would always aim for the crotch. And I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know how to fix that about myself as a gamer. And <laughs> maybe I just always aim low, which is weird. But yeah, I I did that a lot. <laughs> I noticed it as well this time. I mean it, it's definitely an aim thing cuz I I'm not as bad as you are by any means, Liz, but I, I definitely have a tendency to not hit as many headshots overall when I'm when I'm doing shooting games because I don't I don't don't aim high. I took a clip though that was impressive even by your standards for for, <laughs> for crotch shots though. I, I it was like a an ambush scene or or like a hostage scene you walk into and it's just a quick firefight and I think it was like the last guy I punched him square in the face and then boom finished him off. Straight between the legs. So, it was pretty impressive. I will say the second time around, I feel like I was so much better with my guns. Because Andrew actually told me, you know, you just hit left bumper, like, once to switch. Where I'd keep doing, like, the radial. That's why I didn't, like, switch my weapon as much. And so, the second time around, I was really focusing on my sniper. Which, you know, I... It was in my skill tree that I could really, you know, do well with that. And when I got to a point where it would just throw people... I got so excited. I was like, I need to do sniper more. I was getting so pumped about like the different combat styles and it would just knock them right on their keister. And then <laughs> I would just keep hitting them because they were, they were shocked and it was great. It really, truly impresses me how much you love this game, Liz, because like you've said in multiple podcasts, when you're done with the game, you're just done. And like literally as soon as credits rolled, you were like, 
I'm starting again. Well, I want a new character. I'm kind of a little bit bored with like the main missions. I've mostly been focusing on the side missions. Which so, is odd because the side missions are very boring. I know, but it, I, I'm actually getting excited about the achievements and stuff. We have to beat like 75% of the game. And so for me, like I'm just thinking if we play Mass Effect 2, I want this playthrough to be the one that I pick because I hinted at it earlier, but there's a decision you have to make about like between two of your team members. But it's also like affected by like whether or not you save other people and so for me i want to redo that because i didn't play it the way that i wanted to i'm kind of like i kind of regret telling you liz that your choices kind of carried over i kind of should have like left that mystery for you and just kind of let you play the game and do the way you wanted to and then be surprised on the choices that you made i was rather upset that you didn't tell me about the choice between picking which crew member out of the two would die because now I feel like I have to play over for that. It's not just like the the early one that I talked about, but well, this one knew, as well. You knew after a certain point. No, after <laughs> I'd already picked. And that's when I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Where it's like I killed a bunch of people to save the person that I liked. Because <laughs> it's one of those. Gonna say, you're going to end up having like three okay. different playthroughs of this game to play through all three playthroughs of the game. I know, but it's one of those things where, you know, you hear that question all the time. Like, if there were 50 people that were going to die and you could save them, if you let a family member die, what would you choose? And it's like, at what point do you choose your family members? Like, 50, 40, 30, 20, 10. Like, how many people? Because it's like, if it's like 10 people and it's like my bro, you know, it's like my best friend. Like, and what number are you like? Ashley. Do you know what? It sucks over there. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of bro, though, I want to know, what was your guys' favorite crew members? I mean, I feel like for me, it was Rex and Garrus. I accidentally great, romanced Caden. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it was like, bounce chicka wow, wow. <laughs> but for me, like, I'm playing the, the, the next one playthrough. You're the one human that And I'm not right. really talking to him because it's like, I feel like... I feel like my character in Garrus, maybe. I, that's who Ooh, I would pick for my are... character. I mean, Rex is unavailable, right? You said that? I, I think so. I Don't get me wrong. I don't mind Caden, but I'm playing the playthrough again. I might as well pick another person. And I mean, like, how many options are there? You have Talia. Uh, just about all of them. Talia, Liara, um, Ashley. Um... Yeah, I think the only one is, you can is Rex. Well, that's a shame. Yeah. I would I'm, pick I'm, Rex every time. He's just like, that's what I was he's thinking. Probably, but now I'm like, you know what? Garrus is, is kind of <laughs> nice. cuddly, cold-blooded but lizard. <laughs> but it's weird. It is weird to think about like if your significant other had lizard skin. If they were really cold all the time. <laughs> Lizards I'm, are cold, right? They're Yeah, they're cold-blooded. Yeah. I mean, you're cold all the time. Wow. That's what I mean. It's like the whole like vampire werewolf thing. It's like, do you know what? I would like to be warm, but I mean, lizard. <laughs> this is getting weird. This is not what I mean. So I didn't get to this that part, not- so I didn't pick anyone. <laughs> so there's that. Well, no, I didn't pick someone. I just talked to him the most. It just and then all of a sudden, I was just like, whoa. No, Boop. I just, I, just, I just didn't talk to any of them between missions. I just... Picked missions and then I carried on. And no time to. Oh, talk. that is unfortunate. There's well, some great you dialogue. you me about that, and then yeah. I feel like the three people on the bottom level. I didn't realize there was a bottom level until you said you need to talk to them beforehand, because it also makes other kind of decisions easier if you talk to them beforehand, which you told me. So that's 
I'm definitely playing it different uh, this time. Can you romance Joker? Because I like Joker because I like no. his name. He's a little whiny. It's like I love Seth Green, which there's Wait, so many is Joker Seth Green? voice actors. How you did, did not you not notice? pick that up? How did you not pick that up? Oh, gosh. Wait. You did not know that I just Green? realized. So one of the principals from Buffy the Vampire Slayer who was in Psychonauts 2 uh, I guess he voice acts for video games, a bunch of video games. But um, yeah, Seth Green was also on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So it's like, I wonder if they were like, whoa, fancy seeing you here too, bro. You know? So I'm just like, and there's also, um, who was the other guy? Keith David? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was going to ask Keith that you at least picked up on who the voice actor was for Captain Anderson, right? I can't, I'm I'm terrible with actually knowing who people are, but I recognize that like his voice as recognizable. Yeah, because he was on Matt. He was in. Um, it's Keith David. He was on Community. Okay. Okay. I mean, I believe you. I just I didn't actually like. I I usually go. Oh, I recognize that voice. Let me look it up. And then I didn't do that with him. But I gotta say, there's a bunch for this I game. I mean, so so this came out in 2007. So that would have been like peak Buffy the Vampire Slayer, right? That was like right around when it had no. its like finale seasons, wasn't Buffy- it? But well, maybe finale seasons, but I felt like the show dipped down really bad towards the end because it came out in I believe 1997, maybe 96. So I don't, I think it might have been after that. But Buffy the Vampire Slayer was uh, 97 to 2003. Oh yeah, so it did end before yeah. this. But Keith, did you have favorite squad mates? Well, I mean, I I generally ran with Rex a lot just because I I don't know he just seemed like he was going to do the most damage. He was a big mean guy. Um, I like Garrus too. Garrus was cool. But no, I didn't really have character. Like, so again, I, I didn't have an issue with the dialogue or getting involved in any of the story. I didn't deep dive any of the characters. I, I didn't really get interested uh, in any of them. You, you missed out. I, I Did you that. pick it by ability? Do you know how like when you pick people, it's like combat tech? Largely. Yeah. I would, something? I would tend to keep them like pretty balanced if I could. Um, oh, I had them auto level up. Oh, I, I auto leveled up my my teammates. Um, but as, yeah, my teammates. But, not but no, as far as like when you were picking your squad, you could it would show you their strengths and weaknesses, and then it would give you an overall like look of your your squad based on those three traits. Um, but I tried to keep them pretty much even. Which the the auto fill in for the skill tree, I I definitely wasn't going to do it for all three characters. And I really wanted to loot more. Like it really bothered me going through and being like, Oh, your skill is too low. So that's actually why I picked the, um, decryption person for the second one. <laughs> so you can <laughs> so, hack more things. Yeah. The and it was not great in this game. I know, know. <laughs> but I still wanted it because there are some guns that are way better than others. And I mean, obviously there's different, like there's like the, you know, level five of some of the guns. And then there's like the good, the good mods. And I just, I hated the fact that it kept saying skill too low. <laughs> so that's why I picked the second person. So I wasn't crazy about the loot because the loot levels up with your character. Same with like money and XP. So if you're, you know, starting off in the game, if you're doing side missions, it's giving you rewards depending on what your level is. Um. So it, it all scales with you. And same with the enemies, the enemies on the side quest more scale with you. But the enemies on the main story, I think, are locked. So if you are doing side quests and you get yourself pretty leveled up, you can just roll through like the main quest pretty easily. But yeah, you'll notice that the guns will have a name and then a Roman numeral, 1 through 10. And depending what your level is in the game, like the loot just levels up with you. 
So for me, I did not care about the looting because I'm just like, I just need to level up because then the loot's going to get better for me. It wasn't like, oh, if you go to this planet, you get this rare secret weapon. No, it's all random and just when you grab it, it'll just be according to your level. So I did not care for the loot. What difficulty did I play on? Was it normal? You did normal because you wanted to do casual, but I was like, don't do casual. Well, because normal, the second time around, I was actually tempted to put it up one because especially like knowing the combat going into it a second time, I mean, I knew exactly how to play it and the in-between combat was so easy. Like I didn't die with that. And once I kind of like, for instance, there's like one that I died a bunch the first time. Um, The one when you're going around in a circle and you have to keep like hitting the... The monsters, like, different parts. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, the Thorian. Yeah. So, that t- I died a lot. And then the second time I played it, it was so easy. So, for me, it's like, I feel like if you play it multiple times, like, maybe you should make the difficulty higher. Well, I'm wondering if, in playing it through a second time, you had, like, done more missions and more efficiently so that you were more leveled up when you got to that part, too. Because it's not oh, early maybe. in the game, but it's it's not late either so i don't know well you can pick it you get three main missions right at the beginning That's when true. you do the citadel and you can pick which ones you want to tackle that is true it's true but if, i also didn't realize and i'm sure the game told me and i just wasn't paying attention that the the car had andrew told me that it had like a a big fire there's a machine gun yeah there's a secondary gun and a primary gun yeah and the the one that did the big boom i didn't realize it had that so i died a lot and i was just like how am i supposed to do this and you didn't notice it until the second playthrough you played through the you entire told game? me during my second playthrough and then i was like because those big what are they sentinels is yeah. that what they're called the big ones are called uh, am- uh armatures yeah they were so annoying and then when you told me about that i didn't die a single time and so for me, just the first playthrough with those, it was just so annoying. I can't believe you just used the machine gun the entire time on the makeup. That is so impressive. You do some impressive things, Liz. It blows my mind. I mean, like I said, I died a bunch. Um, you're but a noob. I never... But you make the game harder for yourself. I know, but I never rage quit when I was doing no. really poorly because of being stupid. <laughs> Even the Thorian fight, you were dying a bunch. Because you, you said, do you want me to beat this for you? And I'm like, no. And that's when I was like... When you asked that, I was like, I'm doing this wrong. And that's when I was really like sleeping from afar. And then also the AI is really dumb. Oh, and yeah. I was like, wait, yeah. if I run up this hill, they won't follow me. I can shoot them from up top. And so I, or I'd send the people forward because I can always revive them with my unity. Yep. The, whatever it's called. Yeah, I think it's unity. Yep. And so for me, like I just like tactically, I was like, I'm doing this wrong. I never wanted to quit this game. I was like, I'm going to figure it out. Yeah, the AI definitely shows the game. Oh, age. so dumb! And then they were like prancing with their claws, like in the, um, like the the princess pose. Like I don't know how to describe it. Like the claws were like bent over, and they were just like prancing towards you. And it's really hard to take them serious. <laughs> Which uh, one of the Geth? No, yeah, it's the uh, yeah. It the creepers, be the husks, or the creepers. Uh, yeah. They're the same model. They would vomit green stuff yeah, at you. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking. Yeah, about. they would. Yeah, it was like seeing them, and sometimes they would just run around in a circle over and over again. Yep. Yeah, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't care for them. I thought, I don't, I don't know, I thought overall that like the gunplay itself was pretty good. I think you're right, Andrew, the loot got really boring. I didn't, it didn't actually click with me that it leveled up with me. I, like I noticed that I was just finding stronger gear, so I was just equipping it as I got it, but I didn't really connect the two <laughs> necessarily. 
Um, but yeah, as a whole, it was I don't know, it was largely pretty boring. You pick an item, you throw in a couple attachments. Sometimes you mix them up if you're in an area where you're fighting robots versus not robots, and I don't know. <laughs> there's there's that. So it wasn't interesting, but it was it was all right, and I think it was fine. Um, yeah, yeah. The combat to me, like, it hooks me. Like, so Mass Effect One. So this game came out in 2007. I remember I played this game four or five times because I knew that your choices would carry over. So I remember the first time I was like, Liz, where I think I played it through just kind of just willy nilly, just whatever. And then I was like, no, 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 I need to do straight Paragon. And the next time I was like, I need to do straight Renegade. And then I did like harder difficulties because I wanted to prepare for Mass Effect 2. And I remember there's a lot of things like the leveling up of the equipment. Like I didn't pick up on until probably my second playthrough when I noticed that the gear just got better with me. Well, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm, part of my point is that it didn't really matter because it doesn't, it doesn't hinder anything not knowing it. It's more just like, a, oh, yeah, I guess that kind of makes sense. And it, if anything, it kind of just makes it less interesting because at least when you don't realize it, you're like, oh, cool. New weapon. Cool. This is a higher level. This is exciting. And then when you realize that, like I just did because you told me, I went, oh, that's kind of disappointing, actually. But I will say, like, so this is the first time I've played this game, I think, honestly, since it originally was on the Xbox 360. So it's it's been a while since I played the first Mass Effect. And after playing Mass Effect 2, like, playing Mass Effect 1 here, I'm just like, man, I can't wait to play Mass Effect 2. Because everything I hated or had complaints about with Mass Effect 1, I feel like they fixed in 2. And, like, as much as I enjoy the combat in 1, I feel like it is rather basic. You know, it's basic cover shooter, you know, hide behind cover, pop out, shoot someone, you know, rinse, repeat, and maybe throw some special powers. But yeah, I don't know. I I thought the combat was good. I'm surprised it hooked you so much, Liz. I mean, I thought it was really easy at some points and then challenging. And so for me, like, I also just love playing around with the weapons. Like, that was the big thing for me where I was just enjoying that. And then also, like, the different mods and even, like, the skill tree. So for me, that's why I found it so interesting. No, I get what you're saying, because as far as like the kind of ongoing combat throughout the game, it was it got tedious. It got a little bit repetitive at times because I didn't think there was a ton of enemies, but the boss fights were all right and somewhat challenging. But I also agree, too, where the like mixing up the guns was fun. And I I actually liked that it seemed noticeable when you equipped your teammates with like the weapons that they were strong in, that they actually became noticeably better. That was something I didn't yeah. take advantage of enough or pay attention to enough, I guess. Well, I also think some characters, like the side characters, were also like weaker than others. And then I also, I don't, like, for instance, like I was trying with Caden, I gave him the mods and he just kept falling, man. And I was just like, <laughs> listen, just carry like some weight. And I... Andrew, please delete this if it's a spoiler. But we both found it interesting that with the final boss, like you can actually have him like shoot himself. What? Andrew's yeah. been saying uh, that on so many episodes for so long, so well, he's no one to talk about so, spoilers. I mean, it's not like there. Oh, he comes back in a way. But yeah, well, more for me, spoiler, it's just like it's. <laughs> but for me it's like having the charm or the intimidate like really utilizing your skill tree you can kind of change that so it does it cut like the the final boss fight it does a little bit so i always say this when any rpg i always play i always max out charm on any character because i'm like ah 
Like there's always times where I'm like, this is going to come in handy. And for pro tip for Mass Effect, I absolutely 100% will say whether you're going, if you're going Paragon, you know, you're leveling up your charm. If you're going Renegade, you're leveling up your Intimidate. Either one of those trees, make sure you focus on that. It'll be so useful because, I mean, Liz already said it, but it is, it's one of the moments of this game that I think I just absolutely love. The final boss fight, if you have your charm or intimidate high enough, you can convince the final boss to kill himself. It's, Which, it, it's such a wild moment. I absolutely love that this game kind of has this. I mean, he, there's more to the fight, but it, it does. It's just a cool, exciting moment in the story, and I love it. Well, throughout the entire game, you're kind of having this issue with you don't know how brainwashed people are. Like, some people knowingly are doing these evil things, and other people, it's just this, like, slow brainwashing. And so there is kind of this morality issue where it's like, you know, do, do you kill this person where you're not sure if they are evil or not? Like you're like, you know, it's like, it's the same with like cults in real life. It's like how much of it is like, you're just willing to do bad things versus are you just like really easily manipulated? So I felt like too, like there were times where you're like, you have the option of like for Renegade, like you deserve to die versus like, do you know what? I trust you. I love the Renegade well, like responses well, that you no, say. Because there are some where just like, yeah, I do want to kill you, but I'm trying to <laughs> be, be good. good here. <laughs> so, so Mass Effect does one of the, those fun things where it gives you these text options. They matter. So it's got all of those. We, we talk about that all the time, but the text option you choose isn't what your character says. It gives you like an yes. idea of it. And I think <laughs> I was telling Andrew, my favorite one of them, it was um, like you, you come up on some guards that don't fire on you, but they, they almost do. And the option was something along the lines of like, no funerals, no foul or something. I was like, I got to choose that. And then he's just like, well, you didn't shoot. So it's okay. That, that's a completely different thing and that's very harmless like yeah that i would expect like yeah you didn't shoot me it's cool we're fine like no my the other option was way funnier say that <laughs> yeah sometimes it was the complete opposite where like, like i said i was i was like oh this guy's being rude i'm gonna sass him and then i shoot him I'm just like that is not what i meant sir whoa like, it was just like <laughs> So yeah, I I kind of didn't really know what was going on with the dialogue. It was definitely a gamble whenever you picked the renegade option. Yeah, uh, another thing they don't really explain to the game in the game, but you kind of pick up later on as you play that you know on the dialogue tree you kind of have like an upper right, you have a middle right, and then a bottom right. Upper right choices tend to be more of the paragon good choice. The middle right is like neutral. Bottom right is usually the renegade evil option. But it switches it up. And yeah, sometimes the blue isn't what you want either, which is like usually yeah. like it the high slightly. charm. Yeah. But usually like 99% of the time, the blue charm is like the really good positive. Yeah. So that's that's a little thing to figure out if you know if you're trying to play good or bad, but it's just something you have to think about. But I, I wanted to ask you, so obviously Liz, you get my help, but Keith, you didn't. How well do you think this game explains things? Because starting over again, I did not realize, I felt like this game gives you very minimal tutorial. Yeah, I, I definitely thought there was a lacking in tutorial and I didn't mind necessarily. I So I didn't, I don't think I mentioned this. I played Mass Effect, I don't know, fif, not 15 years ago, but probably 12 years ago, I bet. It was, it wasn't new when I played it. It might've even been around when Mass Effect 2 came out. Cause I was like, oh, that's cool. I'm going to, totally play it through mass effect and then i'm going to play mass effect 2 and then 
I didn't do either of those things. So I don't I don't really remember <laughs> much of my time with it, but I think having played through a little bit made it easier. Now I will say, like Liz, I didn't know that I had the big boom shooty on the Mako either. <laughs> but I figured it out, I think, on like my second time in the Mako. No. My second time through the game. So so, <laughs> so like I, I didn't have all many struggles i think because of it but there'd be like little things that here and there that like oh cool i didn't actually realize i could do that um i i, I must have missed i guess where a dodge roll was or a, a jump of any kind because um, i never found those no there's oh no jump oh my gosh that was i sarcasm, found the Andrew. jump with oh 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 and the makeup I, no yeah, i wasn't I was nope say, wasn't I talking about the, the makeup was, was oh! just talking about in the game was just being very very sarcastic <laughs> well, he's probably thinking because in the Mako, I found the jump and I thought it was like the, the thrust. Yeah, the, you thought it was yeah, the, boost, yeah. the, the boost. jump was the worst and thing you so could do. I was like, yeah. It was already hard I enough like, to control. Why, why would I, I make it hill? worse? The, the Mako is hot garbage. It is a hot garbage on wheels. It is so it, bad. It was so bad in because it, it felt like it was trying to be Halo. But it, like, yeah. did, it was like Halo. The front lifts up randomly. It was like play school Halo. It just it it didn't have all of the same parts. You were kind of just doing it Fred Flintstone style. <laughs> Make us infamous for how awful it is. Like I said, Mass Effect Two fixed these problems. There's no more Mako. That thing crashes and burns at the end, and it's a glorious fire to. I watch. like how that's how they fix it. They just don't have it. My God, we don't. We're not even yep. gonna bother. Just get rid of it. No more Mako. I will say, like. Like you said, the tutorial-wise, like, I didn't know how to run. I didn't know how to, like, unequip my, my weapon and stuff. I figured it out eventually. Well, I told you. But also, I think it's dumb that, like, I hate when games make it so that you get fatigued when you're in a non-combat area. Yeah. Just let me run, man. Yep. And especially because, like, there is the travel system, which is great. But there's a lot of, like, in between because you want to be able to pick up those side quests where you're just, like, running across random people. So... I definitely didn't used to utilize that more. Like I said, they fixed a lot of things in Hidden Mass Effect 2. And graphically, I want to say too, like my first game to my second game, the first woman that I picked, her <laughs> hair did not look like that. And then I was playing the game and I was like, this game is doing me dirty. And so the second character, because I was just doing like the auto character, and they, I definitely did a better one the second time around. But <laughs> yeah. I also think I just too, like, like default. I like default Shepard, whether you do male or female. Oh, I messed. Oh, yeah. I think they look. I good. messed with mine. I think mine looks excellent. Oh, oh God, yeah, Keith. we know. <laughs> yeah, we know. I, it's not the if best you, character like creator character, I've played, but it's it's pretty good. If you want to see Key's character, make sure you follow us on our Facebook or Twitter at GPGBpod. It's it's a thing of nightmares. I also like. I was having a little bit too much fun with the game, and I made this like. I think fart humor is really funny. <laughs> And I was just like, I having a couple drinks and it was like midnight and I was like, I'm going to make a funny joke about Keith and, and put a fart in there. And so I did like a Twitter, a TikTok, TikTok thing, yeah. which I don't know how to use TikTok. It's on Twitter. I did a, a fart joke. A TikTok. Is that what TikTok is for? I don't fart know. Joke. TikTok is for Twitter <laughs> fart jokes. Yes, I think that is. But you will see my Put it, put it on a character. t-shirt. <laughs> You will see my first character on the TikTok. So you'll see what I mean about the, the hairline. It just like, it just wasn't working. Yeah, my hairline but was also messed the, up. <laughs> <laughs> That's what was messed up. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> the aliens in this game are like so cute though. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The character models. I love the alien designs. You know, you got the Elcor. I knew you would oh love Oh my them. goodness. Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> I they, knew you would love the Elcor. They would always talk about their feelings first, like, like being like. Yeah, they can't express or... emotion, so they have to state their emotion. I, like, I, my heart. My heart. <laughs> <laughs> they look like kind of weird, like sloth elephants. And I just wanted more of them. Like, I yeah. just, like, there are certain, like, people and aliens that you run into. You're just like, I want to hug them. <laughs> my emotions, like, I think it was just, like, I don't know. I don't know. When I was playing, I was just like, I just want to hug everyone. I'm so glad you love this game as much as I did. Like, Mass Effect has such a special place in my heart, and I'm, I'm glad you see it now. I do. Like, I, I'd heard about the game, and I just, like, the... The name itself, I was just like, oh, it just seems like a Yeah, not a great name. name. Because also, too, it's weird that it's named after, like, a kind of a relatively minor event where it's like, oh, the mass effect is the humans discovered technology and got good at space flight. But it's like, I don't know. To me, that seems kind of weird. It, it's okay. Well, I guess maybe you becoming it, a specter is also the next mass effect. I, guess, I don't know. I'm I don't stretching know. because I honestly <laughs> I, didn't I even you. realize that that was why it was called i don't i don't i didn't it's literally the first 10 seconds of you the game think i was paying you. attention that early on jeez andrew give me some credit <laughs> it's a black screen with dialogue you didn't read it no <laughs> uh but i agree with you liz i think the alien designs are fantastic they're very distinct and to know that like a lot of the like specifically like the turians I was gonna say the and Turians. the Asari, like and, and honestly the Salarians, they're like a very, they're alien race that you interact a lot with. And you know the Salarians look like lizards. Tarians are kind of like. I want to know what they originally looked like because you said this is like an updated. Yeah, honestly, but not much better. Like when you compare the graphics, it's not like it's like crazy night and day. They just fix kind of some of the I, jagged edgeness. Of I them. need to say though, the Turians, like the eyes and like the lizard effect and stuff. Like I felt they had like so much personality. And then you looked at the humans. There were certain scenes throughout the entire thing where the humans' eyes would just go bonkers. Like they huh. were just looking oh. down at the wrong angle and looking right like at Cold, the wrong angle. Dead they eyes. were <laughs> Yes, it was like no, no, Weekend no. at Bernie's, is that the movie? Yes. Yeah. Like there was nothing going on up there. Like and so for me, like I just thought it was really funny that the Turians with their eyes, I was like, Man, this is awesome. And then the humans just be like, No. No, no, no. Start you over. Don't please. understand. So this is from Bioware. At this time when this game came out, this was like Bioware was like when Bioware was like prime Western RPG. They just came out with Kotor, Kotor 2, Jade Empire. Like they were doing a fantastic job with RPGs. You know, then they had this. This is great. The most recent one of Mass Effect Andromeda, which is kind of this side Mass Effect story, you should look up when that game launched. Facial expressions that game. It is <laughs> nightmare fuel. I forgot how bad it was, and then I like saw some videos. It's awful. And that I, game came out five I cannot years imagine ago. it being worse. I wish I took no, more it's game bad. clips of the eyes in this game. Like no. there was just something like just not right. Like how did they miss that? There's so many like cool expressions and stuff in this game, and then like that. No, I was going to say, almost at times the humans were a bit too expressive. I was like, you need to reel it in 
just a little bit because it's uncomfortable right now how expressive they were. When I say cool expressions, I, I oh, mean the aliens. Oh, I know. The humans I, I were not. I felt like even like the smiling and things like that, there was something really, really wrong with the humans in this game. No wonder why the aliens don't like them. No, yeah, there's, <laughs> there was really weird, oh. weird moments where your character just kind of like looks like they're smiling, but they're not. Although, I don't know, again, maybe that's because I my character had weird I don't know no lips Andrew's showing me the um the pictures from Andromeda okay that's like the Andromeda the facial expressions <laughs> like they patched it eventually but when it first came out yeah it was real bad <laughs> that one just kills me <laughs> but yeah one of my favorites but by far not the worst that's the one I did with TikTok the, like, the eye movement oh man and what do you guys think of the music I loved it. It it's it's always quietly in the background, but there's a couple moments where it really picks up and it conveys such a fantastic like space opera. Mm-hmm. I I love the soundtrack of Mass Effect. It's really good. Yeah, I think I don't think it was as epic as some, but I definitely did pick up on it a lot. No, I think the biggest issue is timing. I think that's what you're just saying, Andrew. Like sometimes it's just yeah. I don't know, it, it carried on too long, started too early or whatever did weird things but when when it was working right it was great it it yeah. it did sometimes fade into the background a little for me like if i was in the citadel and things like that but even the even the citadel music would change a little bit as you would move through different areas so i feel like there was aspects of that that even even changed up so it took me so long because whenever i hear citadel i think of I think of Rick and Morty hmm. and I, I bring that up a lot the with Citadel video Ricks. games like Rick and Morty. And yeah, I always like, because the music within the Citadel with Rick and Morty and stuff, and just like, I just always have this kind of atmospheric, you know, kind of idea when I hear Citadel and it took me so long to separate myself from that. But it's also kind of like with the ending, I'm just like Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Spoiler. <laughs> Yeah, to me, the, where the music really takes off is during the like cinematic cutscenes. It does a great job. Yes, I don't think the music's as like blood pumping as like when Halo would pick up during like fight scenes. Yeah, but you know, it, it is really good music. It's always kind of playing a little bit in the background where it kind of fades in, but it feeds so well into the environment, into what the game's conveying of you know this is space. It's you know really kind of like the space opera and i think it does a fantastic job and the voice acting the voice acting is phenomenal yeah some of the writing isn't some moments are kind of but overall the voice acting i think is phenomenal yeah i don't i don't even i don't know i guess maybe i didn't get as many of the cringy ones but i just thought there was just like you got that one with rex i that was probably my favorite one no i mean overall like there was there was ones that made me laugh like just i don't know just dumb little things like it was um it was one of the, the guards in the Citadel. He's like, I've been here for five years and I still haven't seen everything. Like, I've been here 10 minutes and I've seen literally every inch of this place. Like, I don't I don't know what you're talking about. So there's like, it definitely had those weird moments of just like that. That makes no sense. This is just dialogue for dialogue's sake. But I think my absolute favorite and I, I guess maybe my cringiest and I had to take a clip of it even was I had Rex with me when I fought the the Rachnide Queen, and I had the option to kill her. And I, I said, no, I'm, I'm going to take the high ground. And I hate spiders. I let the spiders live. And it, I don't know, somewhere in the process, he just literally looks at her and goes, we're not going to die, bitch. 
It's like, I, she didn't even <laughs> threaten us. She didn't say anything. She just was talking and he was just, I don't know. It was, it was, I forgot about And there's that not a lot decision. of swearing in the game. So it was kind of like out of nowhere. It was like, wait, what just happened? I think I was not expecting that. I know you loved Liz. You thought, you thought Rex was very sassy. <laughs> yeah, so- no, I, I love Rex. And I'm also thinking too, I say this with so many games, like I really do wonder if the government has like a, like a little algorithm being like what our choices are. Cause it, oh. that was another big one that Keith just mentioned with the, you know, do you let them live or not? Yeah. Well, I prevented well, genocide. So big, I'm good, I guess. Yeah. For people who've played the game, there is a big, yeah. Both of you let's look this up. There's a big choice where you kind of decide with one of your crew members and you know, people who've played the game will know what I'm saying, but we looked it up in what 94% of the people picked the good option and only 6% picked the bad no, option. No, it's and because that's I, I didn't know the blue was the one that would save this person. And so I quit. Wait, you let him die. No, I, I didn't shoot him. Stupid okay. Ashley oh. coming around, not mind her own business as usual. Ashley is the worst. And so for me, it took me like a good four times where I was like, what am I doing wrong? And then I figured out, oh, if you do the blue, then you calm them down in time. Ashley doesn't come around like trying to shoot all the aliens. <laughs> I hate her. Like, so that's why, like I said earlier, all these people are like, Ashley isn't a racist. Ashley's really cool. It's like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I'm sorry so if fiery. you're one of those people. I just, there's something about her. That like, and I find out other stuff like in the later Mass Effects as I was Googling her trying to find that thing. She, I just, I just don't, like, she's attractive. Like, is that why you're just like trying <laughs> to stick up for her? Like, no. Oh my gosh. It's, I mean, they, yeah, I don't think you have to really apologize <laughs> to like racist apologists. I think you could. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> I understand where people come from. They're like, oh, this person said this and this person said that. That, I'm so, that thing that I said earlier about the dogs, nothing is worse th- that I've seen in this game. Maybe you, y'all are picking like different things that like pick up on other racist stuff. I didn't see it. That was the worst that I've seen <laughs> is all I'm saying. All right. <laughs> Liz. No, just give no. me all around the <laughs> scene where it's just like, I did not choose. Nope. You said oh. his name. Just like... I did not choose for this person that I will not say the name of to be killed. And just like Ashley's coming around, guns fired. She, I guess I'm, spoiler, it wasn't her. She wasn't the one getting <laughs> shot. I wish it was. Sounds <laughs> like you did. And yet here we are getting, you know, yelled at because we didn't hurt a monkey. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I did that not. Point, Once no, again. I did not shoot this person. I thought. <laughs> I was trying uh, to save them. I no. I you didn't would just save like him though. So ergo, that, no. I would just like to say that this is before like the autosave. This is before I was utilizing mm-hmm. autosave. I went back so far to save this person. I put so much time into saving this person. Honestly, more time than you even probably played the game, Keith. <laughs> just Poor <kidding>. innocent <laughs> sea monkeys, just trying to hand you things, getting run down. You, how much time did you spend killing those monkeys? And how much None, time did I they spend never died. trying to save never died. poor <laughs> said his name again. Oh my god! It's almost like a game to get Liz to <laughs> Anywho, before Liz tries to spoil this game anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into the achievements here. So overall though, the achievements for... Well, this is the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, so a lot of the achievements kind of carry over for some of the other games. 
Overall, though, I think the achievements are really good in Mass Effect. I kind of disagree. With the amount of time that I put into this game, I expected more than 550. You have and to try for a good amount. You of them. really no, like for instance, like like completing like seventy five percent of the game or something. Yeah. I still haven't gotten that. I got five fifty out of um, two thousand nine hundred fifteen. Keith um, two fifty. Mm-hmm. Andrew eight forty, and well, I got twenty four achievements out of one twenty seven. Uh, Keith fifteen, and Andrew forty. My score is slightly off because I have some Mass Effect two achievements, but I did get like seven fifty. There was one. Two, there's two achievements for Mass Effect that I did not get. So for people who are achievement hunters, overall, I think this is a pretty decent game for achievement hunters. Not too hard. Mass Effect's not too long of a game, too. This game alone is about 17 hours. If you just focus on the main story missions, which there's like six, it's not a very long game. Uh, and there's two expansions that are included in the game, Bring It Down the Sky and Pinnacle Station. Both from relatively generic, but the choices you make in those are pretty significant in the sequel. So make sure you play the expansions of Mass Effect 1. But uh, for missable achievements for Mass Effect, for people who are achievement hunters, there's one called the Archivist, where you are supposed to find and learn about all primary and secondary council alien races. At the very beginning of the game, you're supposed to talk to Captain Anderson and Nihilus, and they're supposed to tell you about the Protheans. Even though you hear about the Protheans a bunch, the only way you get the Codex is right there at the beginning. If you do not do it at the beginning, you will. I think I'm still missing one. Yeah, then you got to learn about the keepers, which the computer can tell you about it at the Citadel. Uh, yeah. So that one you can do. You can kind of, you can at least go back to that one. But as far as learning about the proteins at the very beginning, if you don't do it at the very beginning, you don't get that achievement. Hmm. And then there is an achievement, of course, to beat Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3 on insanity without, insanity difficulty without changing the difficulty. So those are kind of the two missable ones. As far as the other ones you got to work for, it's, you know, use a certain amount of power so many times, but you can use your teammates' powers and it counts. So you just got to kind of work for it a little bit, but overall the achievements aren't very hard. Did you have other achievements? Like, I mean, so this came out on 360, correct? Yeah, the Xbox 360, yeah. And so like they didn't, they didn't carry over and stuff, I'm assuming? What, the achievements? Yeah. No, it does. So this is uh, kind of considered a separate game. So, because I'm just curious, I'm assuming you played all the Mass Effects. So I that's did. why I'm like looking at the 840 and I'm like, where is it not working for you? Well, the 840, well, this is the Mass Effect, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, which has, I think, 250 gamer score. So the fact that I have 800, it's because I have some of them that are on, uh, I have some of them from Mass Effect 2. Oh, gotcha. But my original gamer score, I actually found out my original gamer score in the original copy of Mass Effect, I have 730 gamer score. So 32 out of 49. Are you able to see what I have? Um, I, It says friends that played it. You are not one of the friends that have played the game. Maybe I didn't play enough of it to ever get an achievement. I swear I played it, though. Or maybe I jumped right into Mass Effect 2. Ah, wait, no, Keith, I did find you. Huh? So, Keith, for you, you have beaten Eden Prime. Right. And that is the only achievement you have on the original Mass yeah, Effect. <laughs> so you you did the tutorial. Congratulations, Keith. <laughs> Look at me. Pretty impressive. <laughs> Don't uh, All right. sign up for my tips now. So let's get into our final thoughts here. Uh Keith, why don't you take it away? Uh so I was I was I guess a little uncertain just because I, I I don't know. I always struggle a little bit with these games and I, I mean as we discussed since I didn't get to the to the ending of the game, I 
I struggled in that aspect. I did a, I, I did what I do a lot of times in these, and I just I don't know. I got so sidetracked with all the, all the little side stuff. Yeah, just quite honestly, there was a good chunk of time where I didn't even know I had missions versus side quests that I could look at. So I was I wasn't even following my side or my main missions for a while. However, I still largely enjoyed my time with it. I I think the fact that you don't know you don't spend a lot of time doing too much junk stuff you're you're at least kind of moving between one thing or another pretty quickly it felt like and, and i i like the the overall environment and world that was created to it so i actually enjoyed it and it i'm going to trust andrew and the fact that they they clean up the the things that weren't so great about mass effect one and I, i'm optimistic for playing the second one i, I hope probably will try to beat this one actually like i say that a lot for games I'm like oh, i'll go back and play it i, I think i will because i assuming we're going to play mass effect 2 i want my game to carry over i think that'll make it more fun and more interesting so uh, i plan to finish this looking forward to the second one actually uh and i know it's weird because i'm not like in love with this like andrew and liz but it's still a, but it's an 85 <laughs> for me so as i said for me I've, anyone who's listened to this podcast for a while now, I've said numerous times on multiple episodes that, you know, Halo and Mass Effect are my two favorite like game series, and I forgot just it's not that I forgot just like replaying this again, it just sparks so much joy. For me, the story is a ten out of ten. I think the story of Mass Effect is so well written. It has these really nice twists and turns. It first starts off very generic, you know, your space shooty man fighting angry guy who wants power but it really delves into more of the lore in the world that is Mass Effect. And you're learning about past aliens, you know, other species, these like this whole conflict that goes on. And it is just, it is so well-written and the dialogue and this voice, the voice dialogue is so good. It really invests you. Like you just get so invested in these characters. Like I, another pro tip, absolutely talk to your crew members. The dialogue's interesting. It's funny. It's great to hear about them. I'm generally not a lore person. I don't want to read Codex and past history, yada, yada. But this game does such a good job, like kind of spoon feeding you it that you understand the picture that is going on. But like, it's not something where like, oh, I need to read a, I need to read a book to understand what's going on. It's, it's so well paced. It's, it's such a fun story. The characters and crew members are great to have. The combat to me is a little stale. Absolutely hate the Mako. (laughs) It's, it's just so not it's just not fun the side quests are not fun they're just busy work you go to a lot of generic like reused like facilities you've seen one science facility on an uncharted planet you've seen them all so the it's just really kind of boring and the dlc is also kind of boring but the way this game sets up the overall story mass effect is fantastic if you have not played this game you need to just sit down and play it it is a lot of fun and it's for an RPG, 17 hours, not that bad. Uh, for me, though, I'm, I'm going to give it a 93. See, I was unsure what to give it because you told me that the other Mass Effects were so much better, but I really did like this one. There obviously are some minor gripes that I have with it, and so I was like torn between a 91 and 92. And so I think I'm just going to give it just like a, a 92 because I did love it. I do think that there are enough gripes with it that I'm just like, that's why I was kind of teetering on the Like what gripes? I've, like you said, with the side quests, 
so for me, like I, I, I didn't have any issue like going back and forth between like the side quests and the main missions. Like I thought like for like the, I thought it was very easy to navigate. So for me, like I knew the main mission. Wow. That's saying a lot coming from you too. I know. Like you I struggle would, navigation. I, there were like, there were things that I troubled. There were things I had trouble with. Like for instance, like learning how to run and like <laughs> tiny little things like that. But when it came to the skill tree, when it came to like equipping the mods, when it came to figuring out on the journal, like what the main missions were and then the side missions, I do wish that the, they kind of had like a better map system with like figuring out where things were with like the side missions and the main missions, like being able to like kind of, is the word toggle, like have like both, yeah. both up at the same time. That would have made it easier, but I knew like, okay, I'm going to Navaria. I'm going to go to my side missions. Which ones are in Navaria? Which ones are just like finding the, the metals and things like that? I thought it was so easy to navigate. Huh? And so for me, I just like, I, you told me that it was more like little like quality of life things with the other ones. So I, yeah, I guess I'm going to give it a 92 because the fact that I'm playing it through again, this time more focusing on the side missions. And because I, I didn't rush through the first time that I played, but I also knew like I definitely wanted to beat it and I wanted to be able to go back and play it again. So I rushed it, I guess a little bit. Looking at Metacritic, 85 and 8.3. 85? There were like people giving it like six, uh, 60s and, and 7s and I was just like, listen, you're you're like our fourth and silent co-host with that score <laughs> for this game. So for me, like I just, I don't know. I mean, there are, there are people that just don't like the style of the game, you know? I think the fact that even Keith even gave it an 85, I'm just like, how could somebody give it a 60? <laughs> if, Keith, if Keith gave an RPG an 85, it's, it's got to be pretty good. <laughs> but speaking of which, is, uh, but our fourth co-host didn't say anything? I didn't see anything. Maybe he did like the Legendary Collection, did like a uh, overall score. I didn't look. I just looked for this. Uh, there were quite a, quite a lot of reviews. All right. Alrighty. Well, I think that's going to do it for us. So thank you again so much, Ron, for recommending that we play this game. Um, please make sure you uh, recommend we play Mass Effect 2 so we can put it on your list and uh, do it sooner than later. If you have any game suggestions, please email us at gamepassgrabbag.gmail.com or Facebook and Twitter at GBGBpod. I've been your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. You can find me on Xbox Live at Firebird01952. Thank you all so much who have gone and given us reviews on Spotify or Apple. We love you all. Thank you so much for taking the time and doing that. We appreciate it. We love getting feedback. We love when you guys write to us too. So thank you. Um, I've been Keith. I fixed my audio halfway through this episode. So sorry about that first half. Um, <laughs> Stellar work. Yeah. it's We've only been doing this for three years. It's every so often. I just, you know, I forget how to do this. Um, <laughs> I guess look for our plug on Twitter. I, we're, we're nearing 100 followers. So I don't know. I feel like that's a cool thing. So let's, let's. We really suck at Twitter. Hey, I, I think 100 Twitter followers is pretty dang good for how bad we are at social media. So you know what? We accidentally we stumbled into it. We have more Spotify it. reviews than we have Twitter followers. I don't know. That's pretty impressive. So I guess if you've given <laughs> us a review and you're still listening to us, follow us on Twitter if you have it. I don't know. I'll put it out there. Yeah, we, we put a lot of game polls up there. So, yeah, because uh, Andrew can't figure yeah. out how to do polls on Facebook, so. We only do them on Twitter. Anytime I, I do them on Facebook, I do them too. And they, I, I Googled at one point and it said it wasn't working at that point. Yeah, so. you can only do like two options on a, a Facebook poll. Should yeah, we do a new for game? The, the four yes ones. or no? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm Liz Noob, Gamertag, coming on to you. And I'm on Twitter at Liz Noob, Noob is EW. And also, if I should just start 
like following people that follow me and also if you know any like fun twitter accounts i feel like twitter is getting to be a really dark place and i use it for you know finding funny things so if you have any funny accounts that you want me to follow i'll start following anybody that follows me just to, i i want to see the the funny joyful stuff you know there's too much sadness yeah all right everyone thank you all so much for joining us we love you all we hope to see you again next week bye guys bye.